0: Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the What Did They Say podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm ready to kick this thing off. Just so you know, I did start, uh, I submitted the the podcast to the Apple uh, website, so hopefully that's up soon. Um, it's, it's under review right now, so hopefully it's up pretty quick. It says normally it takes 24 hours, so within the next hour, it should be up. I just wanted to talk about uh, what's going on in the world. Uh, Obviously, the coronavirus is something that's affecting us, as I mentioned in the first episode. Um, And I said it's affecting people's health and also the economy. You have to consider both. Obviously, um, money isn't as valuable as a life, but the money and the economy is affecting people's lives uh, in a way that we can't probably comprehend, but we're doing what we need to do to limit that. So, you know, right now, one of the top stories that I saw just in the past uh, day or so was that, you know, last week, 6.6 million Americans applied for unemployment. Uh, That's double the previous record that was set the previous week at about 3.3. So again, obviously everyone's health is important, but you also have to take into consideration the mental health that could be affected due to the stress, uh, the lack of income coming in, and you know, just not knowing when this is going to be over. I think that's one of the the major things that's confusing is that nobody knows when things are going to go back to quote unquote normal. So we have to kind of just get through this, stay as strong as possible. And uh, hopefully all the work that everyone's put in has, has this thing over with by the end of this month, you know, pretty sure that's pretty optimistic, but you know, we can, we can hope for it. So, as I said, you know, unemployment numbers are up, uh, millions of people are affected. So we have to, uh, do our part to understand that mm, people are going to suffer because of the disease and because of the consequences that it's, it's putting across the country. Um, so, You know, I I came up across uh, last episode, I mentioned the Worldometer uh, website, which is uh, worldometer.info, which gives you a a count, I believe you can choose by uh, by country. Uh, So if you want to look up our current counts in the United States, we are at 274,987 cases. Uh, 7,065 deaths, and 12,044 people have recovered from this. Um, obviously, the number keeps going up, uh, but the thing about thats that shouldn't lead you to too much fear because that number is going up is because the amount of testing is uh, going up as well. So it's becoming more and more available. So naturally, that number will go up, uh, but it shouldn't be something that uh, you should be afraid of. Obviously, as you've all been seen in the news, New York is probably the hardest hit. Um, right now, ranking the top three states that are suffering through this is New York, New Jersey, and Michigan. Um, you know, hopefully they are able to get a good control of this soon. I'm hoping that not just there, but everywhere in the world these numbers, you know, hit their peak and start to drop. Hopefully the, the drugs that they're testing uh, work. But if you kind of wanted to keep track of what's going on, the, the worldometer.info, worldometer.info website works. And there's also the, uh, there's a website, uh, covid19.healthdata.org. That one also gives you a breakdown of the country, the United States, and then you can select it by state. Um, I think this one's pretty pretty good. It has all the information that that you need. For example, it'll tell you when the SEA order homes were set. So in California, for example, March 19th was that date. The date the educational facilities closed, which is March 19th, uh, non-essential services closed, March 19th, and we have yet in California to implement any kind of uh, travel limitations. Um, so, right now, just kind of going, but why what's on here and just kind of information that it has that I think is useful is according to this website, which is COVID19.healthdata.org, the peak in California will be in 23 days, approximately April 26th. And according to this, we're going to need. 12,421 beds. And the beds that we have available right now are 26,654, meaning California will not have a bed shortage. Uh, ICU beds needed will probably be 1,866. ICU beds available, 1,993, which also means that there will be no ICU bed shortages according to this, this model and this data. So it's pretty interesting. You can see uh, where we're at as a state or as a country. But, uh, you know, those two websites, again, it's covid19.healthdata.org or the worldometer.info websites, I believe, have uh, pretty good information, a a good look into, you know, what's going on, how the numbers are moving. And uh, it's, you know, if you want to be informed about it and look into it, you know go go right for it. Um, I had previously mentioned about trying uh, how they're testing different types of drugs, specifically a, a malaria drug that's been used before, which is hydroxychloroquine, and how that's something that uh, President Trump was Talking about a few, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when he was being optimistic about its effects and how it would work. I'm sure you all saw in the media, which I thought was pretty funny. They were saying that uh, Donald Trump is providing false hope, which, again, I don't know how you feel about the guy. But in my opinion, any hope is better than none at all. So the fact that they were labeling that false hope, I thought was kind of funny because you know Barack Obama's campaign was about hope. So if you apply that same standard, then <laughs> you can say Barack Obama provided false hope. So it, it could go both ways. But anyhow, back to the, uh, the testing they're doing for the drugs uh, that was normally treated to use uh, to treat uh, val- malaria. It's been getting a lot of positive feedback and you know it's funny because again as i said uh when trump initially spoke about it everyone was being negative towards his positivity so cnn had had one uh article in the the headline of the article is trump pedals unsubstantiated hope in dark times Uh, (laughs) another one is Trump says this drug has tremendous promise, but Fauci is not spending money on it. Those are both from CNN. Uh, so they were completely against the hope that you know this drug could potentially bring. There's um, someone uh, I call it a <laughs> a blue check mark. It said Trump keeps saying we know that hydroxychloroquine won't kill you because it's been previously approved for other purposes. That is just not how this works. There can be a serious side effect even when it's used for the approved use. We we know that, and that that person right there, that blue check mark, is supposed to be a fact checker. Um, <laughs> it's just funny how, you know. Again, if if someone's providing hope right now, obviously the government, the president, are they're the people in charge. If they're providing hope. It's better than them going up there and saying, no, we're not we can't do anything about it. Millions of people are going to die. So if there's something out there that may work, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Try it out. You know, it's, it's better than than waiting to see what happens. Um, so. <laughs> <clears throat> so everyone was real, real negative about it. Uh, we had some some governors aware as well. I believe the governor of New Mexico and Michigan, pretty much, saying that that the hydroxychloroquine wouldn't be used in their states. And you know, it's one of those things. Just because Trump said it, so it's I, I find that funny that they're willing to not try something just because Trump likes it. So. You know, it's, it's insane, but that's, that's the times we're living in right now. Uh, another story that I saw, which is, uh, it's pretty positive. And Tyson Foods gives 60 million bonuses to truckers and frontline workers. So, you know, as I stated earlier, with all this un- economic uncertainty, that something like that for, for a big company to do is awesome for the workers. You know, it's a big, You talk about thanking your workers is it's it's awesome that they're they're able to do that. So so hopefully more and more companies step up, uh, especially those big ones. I I know a lot of them, as I said in the previous episode, are changing what it is they're they're doing. So what it is they're producing. So a lot of companies are stepping up and um, it's it's good to see so that's a, a a positive story that i saw um and then just kind of going to a, an interesting story uh i saw a report uh it said uh the philippines uh and i'm probably gonna not say his name right do du- duterte um uh, which is i believe the president there uh rodrigo Du. Duterte issued a shoot to kill order to police officers on Wednesday for anyone seen violating the Chinese coronavirus quarantine orders so I mean again we're we're all dealing with some sort of uh, uh, quarantine related orders uh, but just be be thankful that as much as you may not like Donald Trump he's not issuing shoot to kill orders to <laughs> Law enforcement. So, you know, as much as people dislike Trump, other places really do have it worse. Um, and it's it's funny, uh, just just the the times that we're living in, right? And and I'm not obviously talking about the coronavirus. I'm just talking about people in general. Like for example, the. I don't know if any of you've watched any of Trump's uh, press briefings. Uh, the the journalists in there, I believe that those journalists are doing most of them, not all of them, are doing a terrible job. They're not asking real questions. Uh, it's it's insane how they they use this opportunity to to make it about themselves. Um, they don't like Trump's answer. It's it's an attack on them. It's just when it's just something that they just probably don't agree with. So it's it's funny how how journalists have become so so sensitive. Um, I don't I don't remember them being this sensitive with the last administration. And again, in most of the stuff, it's just because they don't agree with it, which is kind of weird because. They're, they're journalists they should report should be reporting uh, objectively without bias but they all mix their emotions and feelings into it so it's 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 pretty if, if you get a chance because I know I believe CNN and a lot of other journalists especially CNN in particular they decided that they're not going to be airing any of the press briefings that the administration is doing right now during this virus um my opinion of that and here you go this is maybe not a fact but just my my opinion is that cnn doesn't want to air these because it's hard to manipulate a a live stream a live feed so so it's it's that's why I believe they don't want to air any of the briefings because how can you take it out of context when you're watching a live stream? That's why I say, anytime you see a clip, watch the full watch the full video so you can get the full context. And news stations that don't want to air it live, they have alternative reasons, I believe. So I, I think that's that's pretty hilarious. Uh, another story that I got I saw yesterday. Uh, there apparently was a a Navy captain, I believe Captain Crozier um, of the USS Roosevelt. Apparently he had tried to warn about the coronavirus. um, And I have to look into the story more, but it's just something that that just kind of came up to my head. And... The Navy, I believe, was, uh, what do you call it? They were going to let him go from his his assignment. Uh, I don't know the full details of it. I know that uh, Trump was asked about it yesterday at the press briefing, and he said that he had to wait to see what the uh, investigation leads to, but he was... He was not in agreement. He didn't agree with, with that decision at all. Um, so it, it's funny, because you, know, you watch that and you listen to it, you know that he didn't agree to it. But then you have people like, for example, Anna Navarro, who is used on CNN constantly. Uh, she tweets out, outrageous. Navy Captain Crozier was relieved of his command of the USS Roosevelt for blowing the whistle on coronavirus Threat on board. He put his sailors first and Trump put his ass out. Shameful. Where is the outrage from all those pro military Republicans? Now, I just explained to you what Trump actually said at his press conference. And he said he did not agree with that decision at all. And then the day, the very next day, this lady tweets out that Trump put his ass out. So, Again, when you see things like that, look it up because it's not always honest. It's not always truthful, and um, you you have to you have to do your part. Right now, um, I believe there's a, a live uh, another briefing going on right now. Uh, I'll look into that after this and see what it is that uh, was said on there. And just uh, another thing that, that it's it's interest. It's an interesting story. Um, Nancy Pelosi, the um, Speaker of the House. She she is a very interesting person. Um, I think she's a very dishonest person. If you've been watching any of the news recently, she is... Uh, She's been on and if you happen to have caught it, she is making a committee to investigate the res- the government's response to the coronavirus. Now, as I said in the last episode, everyone, anyone, people from both sides downplayed what was going on. Um, Nancy Pelosi was one of those people. She was in her district of San Francisco, I believe, in late February at a Chinatown event. And she was there and she was telling people not to be afraid that things would uh, be going on as usual and to come out. So to me, my interpretation of that is she downplayed and did not take what was going on seriously. She tweeted out one of the the first things that that Donald Trump did was to stop all travel from China to the United States. Uh, He did that, I believe, towards the end of January which was, um, you know, compared to the most recent, uh, the most recent, how do you call it? Actions, That that was probably the first thing that was done. And she tweeted out something to the effect, and I'm trying to find it right now, that that policy, that move, that decision was xenophobic. So, it's one of those things where no matter what Trump does, it's either racist, xenophobic, sexist. It's it's everything, but just, you know, him trying to do what he feels is the right thing to do. Um, so it, it's, and now she's, she's investigating. She put a team together to investigate the response of the government. You know, if you listen to Trump's uh, State of the Union, he did actually mention the coronavirus and what could potentially happen. And you all remember, if you watched pretty well, at the end of the speech, she ripped it up. And, you know, I, th- I thought that was one of the most uh, shameful things anyone in government, regardless of party, could do. So now she's she's starting a committee to, to investigate the, the government's response to this. And... One thing that she, you know, she says it played no factor in it, but this this virus really started to spread in, I want to say around January. And what was it that the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi were focusing on in January that had the entire country distracted? If you remember correctly they were doing the impeachment at the same time. So at the same time that Trump was forming the task force and stopping travel from China, the Democrats and Nancy, led by Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer here um, were, <laughs> were in, you know, attempting to impeach Donald Trump with probably some of the weakest Uh, articles of impeachment in the history of impeachments and there hasn't been many and they're, they already, they're, they're up there. So, you know, when, when Trump, as I said, when he did the ban on, on travel from China, this is exactly what Nancy Pelosi tweeted. This is exactly what she said. The Trump administration's expansion of its un-American travel ban is a threat to our security our values, and the rule of law. Barring more than 350 million people from um, predominantly African countries from traveling to the U.S., this rule is a discrimination disguised as policy. In the coming weeks, the House will bring the No Ban Act to the floor to prohibit religious discrimination in our immigration system and limit the president's ability to impose such biased and bigoted restrictions. So (laughs) that was her, the tweet she put out the day that Trump expanded the the travel ban to China. So, you know, just just virtue signaling. And now she's going on on TV saying, going on the news and saying that the Trump didn't respond to this pandemic the way he should have. Uh, You have Joe Biden saying that Trump didn't do what he had to do. I, I don't think anybody has the answers, so it's funny for them to be be calling him out and saying that they're not doing things the right way. My my point of view is, you know, we're all in this together. This is not a thing about parties. If you happen to supposedly have the answer to end this, if you know all the right steps to end this. I I wonder why nobody is asking Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, what steps would we or should we be doing right now? Because apparently you have all the answers. So, you know, it's it's a it's a form of dishonesty cloaked in uh, virtue signaling and nobody asks any tough questions, you know, and and that just kind of goes into the news bias. That that if they were to have asked her, you know, hey, you were you were in Chinatown in February, and you said this wasn't as serious. You told people to come on out. You <laughs> like why? Why did you think that? Do you think your response was appropriate for the moment? And uh, nope, nobody asked her that. So it's something that again, do do your research. Don't listen to to everything that they say. Um, and, and you'll see that there's always a good possibility that whatever is being said, it's probably the opposite. Uh, I've seen it happen too many times. So this is just a, a you know, quick episode that I was able to do together, put together. And uh, I'm trying to do these at least once a week. Um, uh, trying to drop these every Monday, but we'll see how it goes. Obviously if there's time I'll I'll record another episode, but uh, look for episode three on, on Monday or so and going forward an episode every Monday. And if, if possible another one midweek, but Mondays are the goals. Um, Share the podcast, uh, follow, follow on Twitter at, um, What is sorry, it's at WDTSP. So, short for What Did They Say Podcast. Follow me at WDTSP. Um, Share the podcast, uh, you know, leave comments. Let me know what you guys think. Again, I'm new to this and I'm trying to get this podcast going and make it uh, successful. So, any feedback is, is appreciated. Uh, I don't mind constructive criticism. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Hope I'm hoping the same for your families. And we'll see you soon. This is the uh, What Did They Say podcast. Remember, always ask, what did they say? Till next time.